Through the end of the year, the Banner of Truth is running its annual Christmas special. That means the Banner has its best prices of the year on all of its books. In particular, the multi-volume sets go on steep discount up to 50% off. Readers will be interested to see their new Puritan box sets and the new premium editions of the Valley of Vision, which are now available. Check them out at thebanneroftruth.org and give some gifts this year that will give some lasting spiritual help long after Christmas is over. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 116, and today I'm going to talk to you about shepherding the flock of God among you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your grace. It's Monday. Many of the listeners I know preached yesterday. I pray that whether their sermon was, they felt good about it or bad about it, I pray that they would know that your favor is upon them. And you always work. You work perfectly through imperfect men, through imperfect preaching. I have never preached a perfect sermon. And yet you worked. You worked among your people. You helped. You convicted. You encouraged. And so, God, I pray for every pastor out there listening right now that that they would know that you are with them, that your favor is upon them, and that you love them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I hope you're doing well. I have something pretty exciting to announce today before we get going, and I hope you'll be a part of this. I hope there's going to be a lot of people a part of this. I've asked my friends to help me with with the cohort this year, and the Shepherd's Crook cohort is going to run from January to June of 2021. The cost is $125, and I promise you, I'm making a promise, I will not waste your money, and it will be worth your time. We're going to meet via a Zoom call. Unless you're local, you can come to my house, and we'll meet from 9 to 11, the last Saturday of every month. We're going to talk about courage against all enemies. We have several different enemies that we're going to be talking about, and I'm going to encourage you to take a stand, according to the scriptures, where we need to take a stand. And these specific things we're going to talk about are where the battle is. It's the front lines of the battle right now in the culture and in the church, and we're going to have great conversations about pastoral courage. And I've invited four of my friends to be a part of this. So Dr. Tom Askell and Bill Smith have committed to doing videos like interviews that will be exclusive interviews to those who have signed up for the cohort. And if you're local, Bill Smith just lives right down the road from me. So hopefully he'll just come and join us one of those Saturdays and hang out with us at the house. And then Dr. Askell will be doing a video. I've asked Dr. Owen Strayan. I've also asked Dr. Steve Farrar if they would do the same. And I'm waiting to hear back from them. I expect them to be a part of this as well. But during these live Zoom calls, we're also going to have Brian Sauvé join us, and we're going to have Michael Foster join us. They're going to be a part of about 30 minutes or so of one of those Zoom calls, and you guys won't want to miss this. It's going to be really good. Uh, I just want you to be a part of it. It's only 125 bucks. A lot of these cohorts that you can be a part of are anywhere from $500 to $1,000, so I won't waste your money and I won't waste your time. If you're going to be a part of this, I'm going to make it worth both of those things. I know your time is very valuable to you like it is to me, so join. My goal is to make this the best cohort out there. This is going to be the best thing that you can sign up for. So like I said, cost is just 125 bucks, and you can message me and you can pay. There's actually going to be a landing page on the website for this very soon, and we're going to have a really neat format and really neat new app for this group that's going to be a part of this thing. So it's going to be really, it's going to be really neat. So let me know if you want in, and we'll get you into that thing. All right, today we're back in First Peter, and we're just gleaning wisdom from what Pastor Peter has to say to fellow elders from First Peter chapter 5. 
All right, sip some coffee with me. Take your little coffee break. Just one second. Let me get a drink. Okay. Here's what Peter says. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker of the glory that's going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you. All right. I'm curious as to why the Apostle Peter, Elder Peter, said that he is a witness of the sufferings of Christ rather than the resurrection of Christ. Now, it's interesting because Peter walked along with Jesus during the Passion and saw his sufferings. He was a witness of the sufferings of Christ in a way that the other apostles were not a witness of the sufferings of Christ. And I just have to think, I wonder if Peter is still thinking about that. I know that he's a forgiven man. I know that he was commissioned at the Great Commissioning. I know that he preached at Pentecost. But I wonder if the sufferings of Christ that he witnessed, I wonder if that didn't just hang with him for the rest of his life. And when he thought about Christ, I wonder where it was that he immediately went back to. Because he didn't say the resurrection. He didn't say I was a witness of his resurrection. Now, I think that that can be tied into, as well as a partaker in the glory that's going to be revealed. That glory that's going to be revealed is connected to the first fruits of all creation, which is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the first fruit of what's to come. And we're going to be partakers of the glory that's going to be revealed at the resurrection, at the second coming of Christ, when we receive our resurrected bodies. So he's thinking about the glory that's going to be revealed as well. But his mind first goes to being a witness of those sufferings, the sufferings of Christ. And I think when we talk about, later on, we talk about humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God so at the proper time he may exalt you and casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I think that Peter may be be saying that some of the things that Jesus went through as he thinks about Christ, that he's expecting to happen to him as well, these sufferings. Okay. But today, I want to specifically talk about shepherding the flock of God that's among you. That's what Peter tells us to do, shepherd the flock of God among you. Now, there's always going to be a pool from every generation. And I think that there's modern challenges that make it even more difficult today. But the difficulty's always been there to shepherd the flock of God around the corner or in the next city over. There's always a tendency. You know, in the early days of the church, it would have been hearing about the church in Macedonia and hearing about how good of a church they are and how healthy they are and how much they love, how generous they are, and thinking about being in the church of Corinth and being a shepherd there, a pastor there, and then hearing about how well Macedonia is doing at giving and thinking, why aren't our people doing this? Or as this letter circulating and they're reading this letter and thinking, my goodness, I'm looking up here in Corinth and I'm seeing everything that's going on. It sure would be easier to be a pastor over there in Philippi. If only I had the church that Philippi has. Man, those elders got it easy. And here I am shepherding the people in Corinth. There's a tendency and a pull in every pastor to dream of greener pastures. Now, I've said this before. There are sometimes that there, there is sometimes that the grass is greener on the other side because there are healthier churches and unhealthier churches. There are easier places to shepherd. Don't hear me say easy. There are easier places to shepherd and there are more difficult places to shepherd. That is true. But there is that internal tendency no matter where you're pastoring to have one eye on your people and you know, try to get that other eye and try to pull that other eye and look at another pastor or another church and think, "Huh, It's a whole lot easier there. That's a whole lot healthier congregation. Peter is warning against that tendency and saying, no, no, no. Hey, guys, turn your attention to your people. Shepherd the flock of God that's among you. Shepherding in Corinth had its challenges as they were thinking about Macedonia and the church of Philippi. What about today? Now, we live in a day of social media. 
I mean, social media was around. I, I remember the first time I was ever on the internet. I remember I lived like 12 years of my life without ever being on the internet. And then the first time I went to the Phoenix Suns website because I love Charles Barkley and my favorite player was Kevin Johnson. And so Richard Dumas was on the team, you know, before he was like a heroin addict or whatever. And I loved that team. I think it was 1996, the first time I ever was on the internet. And then I remember fast forward to 10 years later, I was on Facebook. I think I got on Facebook at 2006. It was just going through different colleges at that time. And my friend T, he brought Facebook to the college that I went to. And so I was one of the first ones there. And fast forward Twitter, I think in 2009, and Twitter and the, just the internet has changed everything. And it's made the world so much more accessible than it was just when I was growing up. And so when you're thinking about pastoral ministry today and shepherding the flock of God among you, it is so easy to be thinking about that pastor in the next town, that pastor in the next state, that pa pastor across the country, whoever it may be, and look, and it's almost like wanderlust where you're just thinking about, oh man, if I could just pastor that church. And you're, I mean, it's almost like your heart hurts because of how the other pastor's doing or the other church is doing. And, and Peter's warning you against that. I mean, this is so helpful because it, it's, it's like a Swiss Army knife. It fits into any culture and any society and any pastoral setting where there's a tendency that, to look the other way and miss what's right in front of you. And Peter's saying, don't miss what's right in front of you. Come on, man. There's people right in front of you. There's sheep right there to shepherd. Shepherd those sheep. They're the flock of God among you that you have been entrusted with. Shepherd them. Take care of them. Love them. So there's a couple practical things that I would love to, love to give you as you're thinking about this with me. Number one, give the best of yourself to your people, to the church, think local. Don't give the best of yourself outside of your church. Okay, this is, for me, really practical because I'm doing this podcast. I'm talking to you pastors, and your pastors are, you're not the sheep that's among me. My local church is. This is a warning for me that I don't want to give the best of my mind and the best of my abilities to this podcast. I don't want to give the best of myself to pastors. I want to give the best of myself first to my family, and then secondly, to Christ Church of Carbondale. They should feel my shepherding presence more than anybody on the internet does, for goodness sake. Because they should have the best of me. They should get the most of my calls. They should get the most of my time, like my physical time of me being with them. My people should get more time than local elders that I hang out with or pastors that I hang out with. The pastors of Christ Church Carbondale and the members of Christ Church Carbondale should get the best of me. They should get the better of me than the internet world. Number two, your people, and hear this, pastor, they are not as aware of theological controversy as you are. We have a tendency to preach through the lens of Twitter. So we're thinking about the latest controversy on Twitter as we are preparing. Be honest, most pastors have two tabs open when they're preparing. They've got a Twitter tab or a Facebook tab or whatever, and then you're preparing, and you may have conversations going on the side, but you're back and forth, and you may put the silence there, and, and you don't get any messages or alerts until you're finished with preparing. But your phone's there, and you see what's going on, and so... And so you know what's going on in the Twitter world and the theological controversy world. You know who's fighting who. You know who's talking to who. You know the, the latest ridiculous thing that the Gospel Coalition put out or Russell Moore tweeted or didn't tweet. You know those things. Most of your people don't. They're following other things online. They're looking at their phone throughout the day, following other things, but they're not following what you're following. And so as you're preparing, don't prepare sermons for the internet world. Prepare sermons knowing that you're going to preach and you're shepherding those who are among you. And then finally, just for a last thing, I want to read from Dietrich Bonhoeffer in his book, Life Together. And Pastor, I just want to challenge you. Don't ever complain about your people. Don't, don't complain about the post that God has given you. It is easy, and it's easy for every pastor around the world to complain about the church that God has entrusted to them. And I just want to challenge you, don't do that. Open your eyes 
and see the gift that the people are in front of you. Even if they're challenging, even if you're pastoring older people who are grumbling all the time and don't like you, don't complain about them. Here's what Dietrich Bonhoeffer says. Now, bear with me. It's a little bit long, but it's worth it. If we don't give thanks daily for the Christian fellowship in which we have been placed, even where there's no great experience, no discoverable riches, but much weakness, small faith, and difficulty, if, on the contrary, we only keep complaining to God that everything is so paltry and petty, so far from what we expected, then we hinder God from letting our fellowship grow according to the measure and riches which are there for us in Christ Jesus. This applies a special way, in a special way, to the complaints often heard from pastors and zealous members about their congregations. A pastor should not complain about his congregation, certainly never to other people, but also not to God. A congregation has not been entrusted to him in order that he should become its accuser before God and men. When a pastor becomes alienated from a Christian community in which he has been placed and begins to raise complaints about it, he had better examine himself first to see whether the trouble is not due to his wish dream that should be shattered by God. And if this be the case, then let him thank God for leading him into this predicament. But if not, let him nevertheless guard against ever becoming an accuser of the congregation before God. Let him rather accuse himself for his unbelief. Let him pray to God for understanding of his own failure and his own particular sin and pray that he may not wrong his brethren. Let him, in the consciousness of his own guilt, make intercession for his brethren. Let him do what he is committed to do and thank God. What may appear weak and trifling to us may be great and glorious to God. Just as the Christian should not constantly be feeling his spiritual pulse, so too the Christian community has not been given to us by God to be continually taking its temperature. The more thankfully we daily receive, What is given to us, the more surely and steadily will fellowship increase and grow from day to day as God pleases. Oh my, that's good. Pastor, look around you. It may be tough. It may be really difficult right now, the season that you're in. The Apostle Peter commissions us, shepherd the flock of God among you. God is at work in you and your people. Press on. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.